It's 8pm, Tuesday, March the 26th, 2019, and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan, sponsored by thetaste.ie, voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and you're very welcome to tonight's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the programme this evening, we are celebrating the good old fashioned food festival as the calendar starts to fill up with dates and locations at this time of year. First of all, I'm in Kerry to find out about this year's Tralee Food Festival when I meet David Scott, who is from Tralee Chamber Alliance and Noel Keane from Cree Restaurant. And then we're going to put a call into Dungarvan, better known as Fungarvan, which is the epicentre for the West Waterford Festival of Food. Caroline Senior is the CEO of the festival and I look forward to hearing details about a selection of events being staged in the region next month. But before we hear from all of those fantastic people, if you'd like to get in touch with me here at The Best Possible Taste, you can make contact by emailing s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation, and I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. Now, food festival season usually kicks off around Easter with jam-packed weekends of cookery demonstrations, workshops, special events in restaurants and so much more. In Kerry, we have the long-standing Dingle Food Festival and Listowel Food Fair, which take place every autumn. The Kingdom usually plays host to a trio of festivals starting in September, but this year the Tralee Food Festival is moving to the May Bank holiday. A visit to Tralee last week gave me the perfect opportunity to meet up with two individuals on the organising committee, namely David Scott from Tralee Chamber Alliance and Chef Noel Keane from Cree Restaurant. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. So I'm here with David Scott and Noel Keane. Noel, you're a chef with mm-hmm. Roy and David, you're with the, the Chamber of the Commerce. The Chamber Alliance, yeah. Okay. And together you're both involved in the Tralee Food Festival and it's something that you would have started when you first came to the Chamber. Yes, uh, Noel, I've been working from the Chamber since 2012, yeah. And um, like I said, it was, um, couldn't believe Tralee didn't have one. You know, for the offering for Tralee, uh, the, the food it puts out, um, I definitely saw an opening, you know, and I think that Tralee can hold its head high when it comes to to the food offering it has, you know. So you were the instigator of the food festival. Yes. Let's go back five years uh-huh. then. So yeah. describe what it was like five years ago. Um, the the feedback I was getting that oh, they're going to start the food festival, they loved it. Yeah, because they agreed with myself. The food offering in Tralee is, is outstanding, you know. And who doesn't like a food festival? Exactly, yeah. And, and like myself, I love my grub, you know. And I'd been out to Dingle and I see, wow, what a success it is and what it does for the town. And I was thinking, well, we could do it in Tralee, you know. And of course, my position in the chamber was a big help as well with networking with businesses and, and getting them involved as well, you know. So um, back in, in 2015, it was um, baby steps. It was, you know, we started with a, a taste trail with um, 15 stops, you know, just from our businesses in town. We did some um, demos in the square, um, a market in the square as well, you know, and it has just really come on leaps and bounds since then, you know. And then this year, it's actually 
changing the time of year because the last one was in September yes. 2018 uh-huh. and uh-huh. here we are it's going to be in May 2019 uh-huh. so you're taking a chance on moving the date we are yes um, but it will be in the bank holiday um, we're expecting that uh, it'll be be even bigger you know uh, and of course we have more room to put on events um, over the over the four days rather than just being stuck to the the weekend you know so the first year you said there was a, a taste trail and taste um, a market so yeah. it has grown from that tell us what we can expect to see this year oh this year okay well like i said 15 on the taste trail we have that up to near 30 now, 30 now yeah. yeah it'll be running on the saturday and the sunday again with it being the bank holiday why not take advantage of it you know um we have a lot of businesses coming on board hosting their own events as well, you know, we have fermentation classes, talks from Lisa Fingleton on um, the local food story. All our pubs are getting involved, well, as many as we can yeah, hope yeah, anyway. there's a couple of uh, whiskey tastings on over the weekend exactly. as well. Uh, from a business organisation perspective, how important is it for businesses to get involved and put their shoulder to the wheel themselves, as opposed to sit back and let somebody else do it all for them? A, no, it's, it's, it's paramount, really. Engagement from the businesses um, is, is very important, you know, but, but they've seen that. You know, the, the evidence being there last year was our, our biggest year, and, um, and we're, we're only getting bigger, you know, uh, and thankfully the, the businesses are seeing what it's become and um, really getting behind it. Thankfully, no. So, Noel, from a business perspective, how long is Cree opened in Tralee? Cree will be opened on two years on the May Bank holiday weekend when the food festival is on. So, great celebrations uh, for you. Yeah, it is. It, it's, um, it, it's fantastic. We'll actually be two years old. Um, myself, Paul and Kevin opened this two years ago. And um, so, the food festival actually fall on, our, on the birthday of Cree this year. And you're on the move, I believe. Yeah, we're on the move. We, we've decided to take a, a bold step. Um, we're... Um, we're moving Cree to a bigger premises. Uh, it's only about 300 yards away. Um, for, for lots of different reasons, we're really busy, which is fantastic. The, the townspeople have supported us since we opened. And um, another venue, which originally we looked at before here, but it wasn't available. And um, now it's become available, and we decided to take it. But we're not leaving here, either. We're staying here, and um, we're going to open a bistro here, um, which is more casual, and it's going to be called Craw. So we're keeping with that love Grow. theme of Cree and Grow. I have to brush up on all yeah. my Irish now and the pronunciation of all <laughs> like these different things. So Cree means heart. Yes. And Grow means love. Yes. But the original meaning of Cree was essence because it predates medicine and it was about the soul of a person. So it has a double meaning and you could use it with the essence of the land or the essence of the person. And Cree is completely based on local food. We don't buy outside of Kerry. We grow a lot of our own vegetables. We forage. So we're very much about the land. So it was just a nice tie. And Grow is going to be more of a family-orientated restaurant and family in love. So we just thought they'd tie well together. Absolutely. So that's why. And for somebody that hasn't visited Cree before, you're, you're talking there about the local ingredients in mm. season. What sort of dishes do you have in the menu? Our menu changes every six to eight weeks because we have to work with nature now because we don't import, we only buy from local farmers um, and we only buy what's in season. And while, you know, for us there's four seasons for vegetables, there's dozens within each one. So we have to keep changing our menu to stay with it. 
but right at the moment now asparagus is coming into season and strawberries are just coming into season lots of the wild garlic is just up which is fabulous and wild leek um, we buy directly off the fish boat so there's no fish in our menu it's written every day because we die directly from the boats um, we have a fantastic local butcher who sources all of our meat within seven miles seven miles of the thing all of our pork comes from Kinmare you know so we've if if we can't get it in Kerry we leave it off the menu and folks even now down to our beers it's only Kerry beers on the menu and is that something that you point out on your menu because I find with a lot of chefs they do talk about the in-season local but they don't translate it well onto the actual printed menu so people um, don't appreciate yeah, it no, it, 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 it is on our menu and we list all of the, the suppliers but Kevin who's the business partner but he's also the front of house manager but Kevin was actually my sous chef years ago we worked together and um, so his understanding of my food is really good so he puts that across to people and explains the the intricacies of the dishes as they change and stuff like that so he's he's got this fantastic understanding of my food which he can translate to people in the restaurant and he's exceptionally good at it and then he trains his staff to you know know the menu understand where it comes from be able to answer a person exactly where like people will come in and go where's your beef from we can give it to the field you, you know it's, it's not a random area it's to the field because the butcher came in and went that's such and such as beef and yeah, I think the front of house area is sometimes an area that's a bit neglected you know the chef absolutely. can be doing wonderful things in the kitchen but if it's not communicated to the person sitting down to eat the food you really can miss a trick there you can and, and I'm, I'm lucky that Kevin is, is both a friend of mine and my business partner and a front of house manager and the fact we've worked together for a long time so his knowledge of food is fantastic and it's very important that all of the staff understand what we're trying to do the ethos of the place because we opened it with a set ethos of nothing but local um, and that needs to go across to your customer um, so from that point of view you know Kevin is a vital cog in getting that information from me to them because as you said I can be in the kitchen doing it all day long but if the customer doesn't know so you know that part is vital um, and it is very underused in this country because there's as you said lots of chefs doing fabulous stuff but it's not coming across um and i think part of that is just down to that building that relationship with your front of house and they're building it with their customers and you're obviously very good at building relationships with your suppliers then so how yeah. do you keep up to date with who's doing what and carry like when a new supplier comes on board how engaged do you like to be with that new supplier nothing goes on our menu unless i've met them personally and seen the place it's, I actually had somebody in here the last day. It's a new um, goat's cheese that's been made in Kerry. And I met her and I said, I have to see it or it doesn't go on my menu. It's just the way we are. And we actually run Trilly Culinary Gangsters, myself, Kevin and Paul. And we go out to these people and we'll actually do a video and put it up online to show everybody else. They're here. Look at this. This is a fabulous new product. Get behind it. And they find a great boost from that because it has a huge following. Um, we did one with you for the food festival did, back yeah, in the early days. another one coming up, yeah. another forage. Yeah, yeah um, uh, we do a lot of forages as well. Um, and every so often we'll post we, on our Facebook page the Three Country Gangsters and we're doing one for the food festival this year, a, a forest forage. Um, and, you know, we'll take people out and show them this is what's on your doorstep. And we just did a coastal one recently. Um, so, yeah. So forest foraging is one of the events yes, that you're involved in? Yes, on the Monday. In. 
Fantastic. What else are you doing in, in terms of the restaurant, we'll, part we'll of the Taste Trail? Oh yeah, we'll be part of the Taste Trail on both days. Um, we'll be running, uh, not just us, most restaurants will be running special menus, kind of um, Kerry-based menus, really easy for us, but um, where they'll highlight Kerry produce throughout the weekend. A food festival menu. A food festival yeah. menu, yeah. Um, last year we did um, we, we did a, a mass amount of events in one restaurant, um, but we did a Take Three, which was three restaurants, one meal. Um, and it was on a rotating basis, so it was 10 people on each course across three restaurants and then swapped for each course. So you had your starter in one restaurant, mains in another, dessert in another, but at the meantime you had a different group of people going in the opposite direction, um, which was great fun um, because... Great event. Yeah. Great event, and uh, it went down really, really well. Um, we did a, a gourmet tasting menu, a 10-course gourmet tasting menu, which sold out so fast it wasn't even funny. Um, it, it was barely advertised and it was gone. Mm -hmm. We said, "Oh, look, we'll keep it to a low number of people because we were charging. You know, it was, it was we were going all out, mm -hmm. and it was an expensive dinner. And we thought, oh, just, no, we'll only keep it to small numbers, and it, it went instantly. Um, and that that was a great event. And mm -hmm. we're looking at doing one or two events across both restaurants now this time. And do you find it's local people or visitors to the area? Um, for the gourmet dinner, it was local people because it was advertised and sold locally. Um, the taste trail is a mix of both visitors and, and local people. The local people love the taste trail. The visitors coming in, it's a great way to walk around the town. You're having little nibbles. Um, and so that's a mix of both. And on the, the Tralee Food Festival menus in the restaurants, it's a mix of both. Because we would get people coming down for the weekend and they're booking it. Um, so you're getting a good mix on it um, and it, we found it with a lot of the events we did a, a foraging event the same we had a mix of of, of both locals and and people that came in for for the festival um, and we're we get a demo out of them somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they're trying to squeeze a demo out of me again we've done um We've done, actually done one every, every year, a demo at the four years in a row now. Cookery demonstrations are a very important aspect of any food festival and it's always great to get the local talent to Absolutely. take to the stage because yeah. it means the local people can see who's behind the scenes because they don't always know who's in the chef's whites behind the kitchen door. Uh -huh. Well, as you heard, uh, I like to think of Noel as our, our food guru in town. You know, um, I was delighted to get him in, involved in the food festival back in 2015 and... Um, He's been very important to it, you know, and Cree as well, you know, and, and the other businesses to, sh like you said, showcase what they have and then the chefs working in the back as well. And know, last year, Bank of Ireland brought Gary O'Hanlon down, who'd be well known for indeed. his appearances on the restaurant mm -hmm. and other TV shows. Yeah. And there was a cupcake competition, so some very family-friendly activities it, as yeah. well. Uh, food and Family Day out in the Bank of Ireland um, car park last year. We got in some very cool gastro food vendors. We had Gary down, um, we had two celebrity chefs, um, Michael Healy Ray did one, and um, he's always good crack. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I think he was on MasterChef, was he, a few years ago? He was on one of the cookery programmes, oh, I think, a few years ago. Yeah. Well no, but yeah. he held his own now. Um, and like I said, we had the, the cupcake competition, and um, we got a big canopy out in the, the car park, and there was face painting and, and producers in the bank, you know, so a real family foodie day you know and what sort of family events have you lined up for this year still working on it um i don't want to give you're keeping everything much. a secret at <laughs> yes, the moment if you don't yeah. mind yeah, no problem until we get the program launched but um no there there's there's new elements come board we have um art in the park as well which was an event started the, the chamber last year um getting local artists in to display their work on the the fences around the park on denny street 
So this is going to be taking place as well during the festival. Um, we'll have the the market in the square for artisan producers. We another new element is the street food on the mall. So we're getting um, really unique street food vendors into the mall. Um, not not so much artisan, but well, some artisan. But um, that that we're hoping that'll be a big plug. And then we'll have again we'll have the marquee set up in the, the square for live music and entertainment throughout the day. You know. So very family, are there still stuff. opportunities for local businesses and producers to get in touch with you with some suggestions and ideas or of events that they could hold themselves? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, still taking applications for producers if that's if you want to put out a call out on that um, the deadline will be closing soon but um, no I'm still taking for the market is that that's it for either the, the street food on the mall or the artisan market but um, no numbers are great I think we're up to our biggest number over 30 stalls and it's right. very important to have quality over quantity that's it as well you know um, but the stuff I'm getting in is great Sharon you know I like it it is really good quality local stuff you know so um and we have the street food party to launch it that's uh, yeah exactly um so you're having a special launch night a special launch night on the friday yeah um it'll be a, a barbecue um with a really good local band and a dj afterwards in the courtyard of benner's hotel so um we're really looking forward to that as well you know kick it off proper an event like this doesn't go ahead without support from businesses and other organizations so who is very conducive to the success of the festival well firstly the the chile chamber alliance um it, it couldn't go ahead without its backing you know um another big help has been um taste carry all right getting the the local the local brand or the carry food brand um he brings in a lot of producers as well and again our, our local businesses you know just um, really seeing the benefit of it and, and getting behind it you know so um thank you to all our sponsors and um, any new ones give me a ring you're all <laughs> always very welcome absolutely so there's lots of different reasons why people should come to Tralee for this event but you've some additional kind of perks there for them yes well well we Thank God the, the accommodation providers in town, again, saw the benefit of the festival and they're all coming in with great packages. Okay, so and with this package you get um, your gourmet dinner, you get your breakfast. Um, you, in the package you'll also get a, our, our new um, Taste Trail token booklet that um, you can take around to the different outlets. There's up to, up to near 30, as I said, and you can use that booklet um, in any of the participating restaurants. and. The thing with that is, if you if you buy the booklet, there'll be a, an eight euro saving on what you would be if you're just going in with cash. You know, so we're we're pushing that, we're pushing accommodation offers. Yeah, Tralee's the place to be. Maybe I call it again, definitely. Well, it sounds like an amazing event. If people want to find out more about it whenever the program is finalised, where's the best place, place for uh, them to go? Just uh, get onto Tralee um, Food Festival Facebook page, and all the details will be going up on that. And we're on Instagram as well and Twitter, so. Super. All the socials. Well, great to hear all about it today. Thanks Thank so, so much, much to both of you for talking Thank to you me. Thank you very much. Not at all. My pleasure. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. 
You're very welcome back to the best possible taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was in the kingdom finding out about this year's Tralee Food Festival thanks to two members of the organising committee David Scott from Tralee Chamber Alliance and Chef Noel Keane from Cree Restaurant. If you missed that and you're just tuning in now you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website. Next up, we're moving from County Kerry to County Waterford. The West Waterford Festival of Food takes place next month from Friday the 26th of April to Sunday the 28th of April. And this is without doubt one of Ireland's most successful food festivals. And on the line now, I'm delighted to have Festival CEO Caroline Senior to tell us more about this year's exciting programme of events. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Caroline, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. You're the CEO of the West Waterford Festival of Food, which I would imagine is a pretty nice job. Well, it's, it's one of the best ones I've had. Tell me a bit about yourself and your background before you took up the role. Well, for a long time, I was working in the arts and I was 18 years the director of the artistic director of Garter Lane Arts Centre in Waterford. Um, But I decided I'd like a little bit of a change. And then this job came by and I thought that's a wonderful opportunity to move from the arts to uh, matters food related. And they're not unrelated and uh, I'm really enjoying the transition. The festival is fairly well established at this stage. Tell us a bit about its history and how it all began. Well, established first in 2008, um, and it's it's rapidly grown to be one of the biggest festivals in Waterford, and certainly the biggest community festival in 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 West Waterford. Um, it's just an extraordinary um, renaissance has happened in in Waterford, in this part of of West Waterford, uh, with food producers and wonderful food heroes and, and restaurateurs um, combining every April for three days to have just the most fun and have the best food. And you mentioned fun there and I think it's important to highlight that most of the events take place in Dungarvan which is better known as Fun Garvan. <laughs> Indeed but we do also have um, while we're, we're, we're in the heart of our, our festival is in Donegarvan, we do have events out in the county. We go to Tallow, we go to Ballyduff, we go to Lismore. So uh, we are very much looking to be, you know, sort of grounded in Donegarvan, but putting our feelers out uh, into different parts of the county to experience uh, and go to Ring, of course, to the Gaeltacht, um, to experience what's best about food in, in the whole county. Dungarvan is very well known as a great destination for good food and a lot of that could be attributed to the likes of Paul and Maura Flynn from the tannery there and Eunice Parr who is she's a bit of a celebrity caterer to all the stars. Well, you've named two of the key people on our board who are food heroes, or, or, or we have a number of food heroes, but those are two key people, Maura and uh, Eunice, are both board members of the festival, both, and along with Paul, founder members of the festival, um, and along with other um, board members like Louise Clark, and more recently, uh, Nicola Crowley, and uh, other board members, they are absolutely at the heart of what we do in Waterford, uh, in West Waterford. Uh, Paul and Maura have a established the wonderful tanner, tannery restaurant which is now in its 22nd year 
and Eunice does absolutely wonderful event catering, um, as you say, catering to the stars, uh, including at the Three Arena and uh, also throughout Ireland. So with their energy and enthusiasm and experience and knowledge, they help us put together a most wonderful programme. And tell us about some of the events that are taking place specifically this year and let's start with what's happening in the tannery. So the tannery always has a fringe program during the festival and they have had some extraordinary chefs to come to Dungarvan and cook uh, for uh, you know a very hungry audience in the literal in every sense um, and this year is no different Jason Atherton is coming from uh, you know the wonderful Michelin starred chef is coming to do um a wonderful dinner on the Saturday night. Um, he's from the wonderful, uh, globally renowned restaurant group, The Social Company. Um, and then uh, they also do kitchen suppers. But then on the, so that's on Saturday of the festival. The, the festival, of course, happens on the last weekend in April. Uh, so we're just the weekend after Easter. And then the, on the Sunday, when people are recovering from the, the extraordinary meal of the previous night, which will be absolutely wonderful, we're delighted that um, the tannery have invited Jess Murphy from Kai in Galway, and she's doing a takeover brunch. Um, and uh, this is, of course, is what she is so well. One of the things she's so well known for in Galway is her wonderful brunches, and we're going to have that experience in Dungarvan on the Sunday morning at the tannery. It's great to see that there's talent from all across Ireland to come to Dungarvan to do various events. So you're talking about Jess from Kai in Galway, and I see that Danny Barry, who is from north of the border, she's going to be there on Friday night in Lismore Castle. Well, we have just an embarrassment of riches um, uh, for a, the, the festival. Before we get into the specifics of the festival, I think one of the strengths of this particular festival is that we have fine dining for which you can, you know, you, you have a sort of opportunity to, to eat Michelin star chefs. And we have free events. And we have, they, they sit cheek by jowl. Um, so we have wonderful farmers markets. We have a wonderful children's program. Uh, so that, that it's not one thing or the other. This is this is what marks this festival out as different. Uh, it's not about having a lot of money in your pocket. Um, if you just have the price of your lunch, you're still going to have a great time. Uh, and though there is some fine dining, there are some fine dining events. Uh, unfortunately, at this stage, all of them are sold out. Uh, our tickets went on sale. Uh, last week, and some of the events sold out almost instantaneously. Um, the event that is sort of our signature event, or one of our signature events this year, is dinner at the castle. So we're delighted to have the opportunity to host a beautiful meal in Lismore Castle in the beautiful Pusion Hall. And we're going to have three wonderful chefs there. This is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, because whilst it is, of course, possible to go to different places in the world to be, to eat the food of a Michelin-starred chef, I'm not sure there are too many places in the world, if any, that you can go where you can have two Michelin-starred chefs cooking for you. So this is Ross Lewis from Chapter One and Danny Barry from Epic, and they're going to be joined by Paula Stakelum, who is the executive pastry chef from Ashford Castle, award-winning in her own right, and they're going to have the most extraordinary food um, uh, served to them at this sumptuous feast in the salubrious surroundings of um, Lismore Castle. 
And you mentioned there that there's different types of events, different price ranges, and also the venues vary very much. So you're talking there about Lismore Castle and the, the tannery and the street market, which is, is open air. But also the tennis club is a, is a popular venue that they usually do lots of different events in. Absolutely. This year we have three events in our tennis club. So starting on the Friday lunchtime, we're delighted to welcome back Martin Shanahan uh, of Fishy Fishy fame. And he's doing a Fishy Fishy lunch in the Causeway Tennis Club, and that's sponsored by the local enterprise office. Um, And then we're going to have that evening, we're going to have a wonderful return of um, Lily Ramirez Foran, who is from Picado, Mexican. And we're going to have a wonderful Mexican night. And then on the on the Saturday evening, uh, we're going to have a dinner with a difference. Um, food Cloud are the charity that match food that would otherwise go to waste with charities who um, need that food, and um, they're going to do a, a pop up dinner in in the tennis club, which is going to be a, a feast from salvaged food, so that the if you like the unknown quantity is what people are going to be served, but it's going to be wonderful whatever it is. Absolutely, that'll be really interesting to see what they do whenever they've no time really to think about and prepare. It's just exactly. there you go and yeah. work away. Yeah, which yeah. you know it's fantastic because many of us open the fridge at night and wonder what exactly is going to look out at us <laughs> and what we're going to make with it. And learning is very, it's a very important aspect of any food festival and you have a number of different workshops there. I see that Susan and Judith Boyle, the two lovely Boyle sisters from Kildare, are going to do a workshop. Yeah, we're delighted to welcome Susan and Judith, who have been perennial favourites at the festival. And they work with both children and adults. So one of the first events they're going to do on the uh, Saturday is for children, uh, which they've done a couple of years now, is the science of food. Uh, they do you know, some of the science behind favourite foods and flavours, and that's sponsored by Eurofins. And then for the adults... Uh, later on on Saturday, that that's on the science of food is on Saturday morning. For the lad, adults, later on, they're going to do a, a workshop on the, they're calling it the bitter truth, and it's about the wonderful world of vermouth and aromatic drinks. Um, so um, it's something that's going to give people just a different taste, if you'll excuse the pun, of um, what 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 other drinks are out there in the world. For those that have a sweet tooth, you have a chocolate masterclass. This is a perennial favourite again with the festival. So we have a wonderful chocolater um, here in um, Dungarvan, um, Judith McNally from the Ormond Cafe. And uh, she has absolutely beautiful chocolate and chocolate uh, cooking or baking. And uh, so she's going to teach people about tempering and decadent chocolate desserts and canapes and truffles so uh, this is always very popular it can always be very difficult to choose what events you want to go to at a food festival because there's so much to see so much to do so much to taste and your bus beaters are a great way of hitting a few different spots i think from the get-go these buses uh trips out into the out into the county to meet producers have been hugely um, popular sponsored by our local link bus service they take three different routes um, out into the county to, to take people to food producers to, to actually where they're making and and uh, doing their making their produce or harvesting it so we have three routes to the Gale Talked, to the Blackwater and way out west and the Gale Talked one is absolutely 
absolutely fabulous. You go to Hearty's Oyster Farm in on Rhine uh, in Ring in the Gale Tucked. Um, then they visit the nearby Joan Clancy Gallery and uh, Crystal Narina, which is our wonderful crystal. Um, and then they finish at Solosamora um, on the historic Helvig Pier where they have as a seaweed uh, uh, and <laughs> you possibly have a sauna after your lunch. So that's a fabulous route, just one of the three that are available. But a chance to get out and to, to meet people um, on it, on the premises, whether it's cheese or apple juice or beer or uh, gin or fish, all these opportunities to taste and uh, to see people, how they make their produce. We hear a lot about the Greenway, about the, the Waterford Greenway and how popular it is. Is that something that's been incorporated into this year's festival? Yes, uh, for the second year now, we are going to have a Flavins Greenway breakfast. Flavins are one of our key sponsors, in fact, our fa- one of our founding sponsors. And we're delighted to have a Flavins Greenway breakfast at the wonderful Coach House, um, which is in Kilmac Thomas, which is about halfway between Waterford and Dungarvan on, on our beautiful Greenway. And this is an opportunity for people to cycle or walk um, to, the, to co- the Coach House and uh, they can fuel up with the Flavins buffet brunch um, there's an absolutely wonderful array of recipes from Mary Flahavan's uh, delicious oat recipes and uh, granola and uh, flapjacks and every possible combination and a real slap up breakfast which will set you up perfectly for the rest of the weekend uh, using Flahavan's products and then you can cycle or walk or dare we say it, drive back to Dungarvan for the rest of the festival As the CEO, you're very much aware of all the different events and you obviously can't be in more than one place at one time. So where are you going to be over the weekend? What events have you marked down in your diary that you really say to yourself, I can't miss these? The the trouble is there are so many amazing events that are happening at the same time. So, for example, on the Friday night, if if I can't be at Lismore Castle and I can't be at the Mexican, I suppose I could try and get to the wonderful Middle Eastern Feast, which is happening in the Town Hall Theatre with the wonderful um, team of Meze, Devere and Nicola are going to do that. Or um, there's a, our, our beautiful Waterford Way Tapas Trail sponsored by Flowgas, which um, goes across five different local restaurants, the Moorings Interlude, Indian Ocean, the 360 Cookhouse and Mary's Gastro Pub. Um, I mean, that's just that's just Friday. But then if I turn to Saturday, I'm even more conflicted because we mentioned the Food Cloud Dinner. So if I can't go to that, or if, if I, there's also a wonderful event for the second year, we're going to be in the Mart. Uh, and last year we had a wonderful show called Charolais, which was about a cow. So a more appropriate show to put in a Mart you're not going to meet. This year, it's Tom Cream Antarctic Explorer. And this is sponsored by Dawn Meats and... Uh, it's the true story of the intrepid Antarctic explorer Tom Crean, who went on the three great Antarctic expeditions, and we're going to have a, a ship's supper served afterwards. But if I, at the same time, we've got the Only Fools and Horses, the Kushti dining experience, which is happening in the Shanaki pub and kitchen. Um, and then if I can't get to either of those, I have to try and get to the Great House Dinner, which is a very special occasion, again, sponsored by Flavans. I should say Only Fools and Horses is sponsored by Garvey Super Value. Um, Great House Dinner is um, three rising female chefs, so it's rather special. We have Rose Green, 
uh, Holly Dalton and Maeve Walsh, uh, the last two, are both from Waterford, and they're going to be having a celebration of Irish food, um, and that's, uh, again, sponsored by Flahavans. So I'm really stuck for choice. I don't know. I'll have to try. I'll just l- l- learn the skill of trilocation or bilocation at least. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a really fantastic event. Congratulations on putting on such a superb programme. If people want to find out more about what's on and what there's tickets still available for, where's the best place for them to go to? Well, the best place to do is, is check out our website. Also follow us on social media. So our website is westwaterfordfestivaloffood.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram for, for updates. Um, one of the days we haven't really spoken about is the final day of the festival, which is Sunday. Uh, so when we've all staggered through all these wonderful meals, uh, woken up on Sunday morning, we've got a jazz brunch. We've got Sunday roast at Salter Bridge. We have a cheese-making workshop. But perhaps the event for which the festival is best known are our markets. Uh, And these are attended last year by 50,000 people on the Saturday and the Sunday. So on the Saturday, on Quayside Saturday, we're on the Quayside in Dungarvan. It's really a lovely family fun day that's sponsored by Garvey's. And then on the Sunday, we're in the heart of Dungarvan in Grattan Square. And we have over 100 uh, traders and stallholders uh, in the square, and it's a fabulous day. Uh, so, it, it, you know, if, if you haven't been able to get tickets for, for a, a dinner or an event, still you should come to the festival because you can just have the most extraordinary experience going around the markets and trying out new foods, buying foods to take home, eating, uh, eating your lunch there. So it's, uh, it's just a fantastic day with all our beautiful entertainment. And none of this could happen without our incredible funders and sponsors. And chief amongst those is Waterford City and County Council, who are partners. And not only do they support the festival significantly financially, but there is huge resources from the staff of the council. Um, And then all of our funders and sponsors, some of whom I've already mentioned, make it possible for us to do such a fantastic festival. So we'd like to say thank you to Board Ishkiwara, Fulcher Ireland, Forest Nagelga, Leo Waterford, Waterford Leader Partnership, and our sponsors, Flahavans, Glanbia, Dawn Meats, Garvey's, Eurofins, Flowgas, Blackwater Distillery, San Pellegrino, Quilcha, FBD, Local Link, and AIB. They all make the festival happen over three days. It's just a wonderful time. The only place to be the last weekend in Waterford is in Duncarvan. I think the success of every event, it is always down, not only to the, the sponsors and the people behind the scenes, but the volunteers also. Yeah, well, again, there's a huge uh, retinue of people here who every year give of their time very, very willingly over the weekend, whether it's being a host at one of the fine dining events, whether it's stewarding at the festival, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, handing out programs, whether it's uh, looking after the lost child. It's Whatever happens over the weekend, it's about making the weekend one re- really smoothly and uh The buy-in from the local community is extraordinary. This is absolutely a festival that has its roots in the community uh, and uh, it it really is a credit to West Waterford and and Dungarvan. And what we find is that people come down for their first festival 
um, sort of, you know, to tick it off and then realize that it's just such an incredible festival and they come back every year. So many, many of our visitors are return visitors year on year. And I know at least two of those returning visitors who will have their stretchy pants at the ready and packed and ready to go, <laughs> which I think is great advice to give to anybody. Well, Paul- Paul Flynn from from the tannery always recommends that you bring your very largest underpants. (laughs) Great advice. And it's been lovely to talk to you about it tonight, Caroline. Thanks so much for telling us all about it and best of luck with it. Well, look, thank you so much, Sharon. And and to all of your listeners, we would say, you know, Fáil Sigurdí, Béla Bíá, Eirhur Port Lárega. We'd be thrilled if you'd come and join us. Bígí Lynn. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we heard about this year's West Waterford Festival of Food thanks to Festival CEO Caroline Senior. And earlier in the programme we got an insight into this year's Tralee Food Festival which takes place during the May Bank Holiday Weekend thanks to David Scott from Tralee Chamber Alliance and Chef Noel Keane from Cree Restaurant. If you're just tuning in now, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. So before we finish up tonight, some news about an event taking place tomorrow night, Wednesday the 27th of March in Limerick City. Namely, the Bank of Ireland is holding its first food series event of 2019 and the theme is Coffee Culture in Ireland. I'm told that the event will showcase and celebrate talented local Irish coffee roasters and local coffee businesses. So there'll be an expert panel discussing Irish coffee, offering expert insights and invaluable advice. So it's it's suitable to all coffee producers, hospitality industry or if you just have a love for good coffee and let's face it, who doesn't? There'll be an opportunity to network throughout the night and it's hosted by Russell Alford and Patrick Hannon, a.k.a. the Gastro Gaze. So a great opportunity to meet them and their panel guests who are Dalton Green from Rift Coffee, Paul Williams from Canteen and Alan Andrews from the Old Barracks Coffee Roastery. And finally, I mentioned last week that the Irish Restaurant Awards are in full swing and the regional winners for Munster were announced last Wednesday in the Limerick Strand Hotel. So I must congratulate our West Limerick winners, John Edward Joyce from the Mustard Seed in Ballingarry, who won Best Restaurant Manager, and Wade Murphy, who won Best Chef and Best Restaurant for 1826 Adair. Adair Manor received the Best Wine Experience accolade. And a few weeks ago, you heard me talking to Gorka Arietta about the Ireland Tapas and Pincho competition. So well done, Gorka, on winning Best Chef in Kerry. And that now brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in and to my guests, David Scott, Noel Keane and Caroline Senior. I look forward to returning next week. So until then, bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with the best possible taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.